Hello everyone, Justin Vakuli here with another episode in my Stoic Philosophy series. Today's episode is titled Acceptance. Visit my website at justinvakula.com where you can find links to my social portals including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and see past Stoic Philosophy content on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. My Stoic Philosophy series explores the tradition of Stoicism with goals to inform, empower, and help others benefit from practical wisdom of ancient Greek, Roman, and modern thinkers, including Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, and Seneca. For the Stoics, a main focus is pursuing virtue to attain a well-examined life through practical applications of philosophy, acting with good character, using reason to form accurate, careful judgments about the world, and achieving contentment. Stoic writers focus on many perennial human concerns and urge people to take action applying what they learn to everyday life, self-improvement central to Stoic thought strengthening and improving one's mindset. Today, I'll talk about the benefits of a mindset including an attitude of acceptance. Rather than merely complaining, lamenting our situation in life and events happening around us which are outside of our control, we can work to improve our mindset by being more content and in doing so, reduce our anger, stress levels, and anxiety. We can work to be aware of our emotions, prepare for hardships, and respond to events more appropriately with an attitude of acceptance. Let's explore some passages dealing with acceptance from Seneca's Letters from a Stoic. In his letter titled On True and False Riches, Seneca encourages us to apply moderation in many areas of our lives, being content with little, reducing desires, and even reducing cravings for food. Rather than being content, people have a difficult time accepting their current situation in life and desire to have more wealth and a lavish lifestyle, when instead they can be happier with less and not incur some problems which can come with a never-ending desire for more and more, and difficulties which may come with a more demanding lifestyle, maybe working more hours which could take away from other obligations and balance in life, compromising one's character in the process of attaining more, or even selling out and having to worry and worry about more. We can have fun, leisure, joy, and contentment, even with little money, and perhaps more easily so in certain situations when we have our basic wants and needs met. Seneca writes, Learn to be content with little, and cry out with courage and greatness of soul. We have water, we have porridge. Let us compete in happiness with Jupiter himself. And why not, I pray thee, make this challenge even without porridge and water? For it is base to make the happy life depend upon silver and gold, and just as base to make it depend on water and porridge. Happiness or contentment, then, on Seneca's view, shouldn't depend on externals, preferred indifference, material things outside of us which are subject to change and not in our control. We can have a modest lifestyle, accept what we have, be grateful for it, and still be content. Perhaps in modern times, we have a higher standard of living compared to the Greeks and Romans in ages past, but if we can work to make ends meet and reduce our desires, we can be content accepting our current situation still working to improve, but not to a point of vice or excess. We can take action by questioning our desires, living a more frugal life, having fewer possessions, creating and revisiting a budget for our expenses, eating more simply, and eating out less. In his letter titled On Obedience to the Universal Will, Seneca writes about expected happenings in life that we should bear nobly and prepare for. Life simply won't always be easy. Things won't always happen as we would like them to. Seneca writes, The program of life is the same as that of a bathing establishment, a crowd, or a journey. Sometimes things will be thrown at you, and sometimes they will strike you by accident. Life is not a dainty business. Rather than complaining or being surprised, we can adjust to our current circumstances and anticipate setbacks so that we can better plan for the future, although not 
to be so fearful or anxious to be paralyzed in the present. We can accept. Seneca writes about regularities in the universe, things bound to happen, that we can endure and meet with an accepting attitude to better handle what's happening around us. We can't change what is outside of our control, he notes, but we can work to be resilient and adapt with an attitude of acceptance. Seneca writes, In certain places we may meet with wild beasts, or with men who are more destructive than any beasts. Floods or fires will cause us loss, and we cannot change this order of things. But what we can do is to acquire stout hearts, worthy of good men, thereby courageously enduring chance and placing ourselves in harmony with nature. Whatever happens, assume that it was bound to happen, and do not be willing to rail at nature. That which you cannot reform is best to endure. We can accept and be strong, not complain, and determine what is in our control and outside of it, not lamenting what's outside of our control. We can take action by not reacting with anger, complaint, or other unproductive responses to events. Take a deep breath, be mindful of thoughts and emotions, employ some self-talk to help temper our attitudes, and recognize that we cannot change what's outside of our control. Perhaps you can rehearse how you'll respond to future hardships, thinking about your pet peeves, what might push your buttons, and how you can better react. Working to improve our mindset, to have a better attitude of acceptance about life, preparing ourselves for hardship, and nobly bearing that which we can handle, is Seneca's position. He writes, Let us live thus, and speak thus. Let fate find us ready and alert. Here is your great soul, the man who has given himself over to fate. On the other hand, that man is a weakling and a degenerate who struggles and maligns the order of the universe and would rather reform the gods than reform himself. Here, Seneca talks about inevitable happenings in the order of the universe, an accepting attitude, perhaps courageously overcoming suffering, which occurs as a result of natural laws, by responding with a strong mindset and not being overtaken by events outside of our control. In his letter titled, On Care of Health and Peace of Mind, Seneca talks more about acceptance, particularly in accepting change and recognizing the fragility of life. Rather than becoming overly attached to other people, things, and the status quo, we can reduce our hopes, and thus reduce our despair, following inevitable change in the universe. We can still be enthusiastic in our friendships, in our relationships, and have a sense of joy, but also recognize that all good things will come to an end. Perhaps this acceptance of inevitable destruction can even make us appreciate the present more, and lead us to have more gratitude, knowing that things are finite. Seneca writes, Regard everything that pleases you as if it were a flourishing plant. Make the most of it while it is in leaf, for different plants at different seasons must fall and die. But just as the loss of leaves is a light thing, because they are born afresh, so it is with loss of those whom you love and regard as the delight of your life, for they can be replaced, even though they cannot be born afresh. We can take action in being more engaged with those whom we care about, telling others we appreciate them and not squandering the time we have now, act before it's too late. All will be met with change, be afflicted with suffering, and deal with difficult circumstances. We can't change this. Even if we happen to disengage with most of what life has to offer, and seclude or isolate ourselves, even in seclusion we will change, and may experience a new set of difficulties in dealing with our own personal struggles without help, and even a yearning for companionship, social activity. What good anyway is an isolated life, seemingly running away from challenge, from trouble, from improvement, Although social interaction will have its downsides, we can gain much from good companionship and even interactions with those we may find difficult, those who can test us. What reward can come with little risk? Seneca writes that even when we travel, we cannot escape our troubles. That from which you are running is within you. Accordingly, reform your own self.
Again, we hear this theme of working to improve ourselves rather than lamenting what is outside of us, blaming others, and complaining. We can accept our shortcomings, make a plan to improve ourselves, but this starts with awareness and acceptance. Work on yourself instead of blaming. Take accountability. Seneca continues in this letter with the theme of acceptance, how to respond to circumstances. The only harbor safe from the seething storms of this life is scorn of the future, a firm stand, a readiness to receive fortune's missiles full in the breast, neither skulking nor turning the back. Nature has brought us forth brave of spirit, and as she has implanted in certain animals a spirit of ferocity, in others craft, in others terror, so she has gifted us with an aspiring and lofty spirit, which prompts us to seek a life full of the greatest honor, not the greatest security. What else more can we do than respond more appropriately to events outside of our control? Accepting and bearing nobly ought to be our response to uncertainty, inevitability, change, chance, and difficulty outside of our control. We can scorn the future as Seneca writes, not being overly concerned with it, thinking that things need to be a certain way. Instead, accepting what may come, what will come, and adapting to what happens, rather than having our hopes dashed, being in a state of despair and constant disappointment. We can reduce our expectations and accept what happens when it happens, working to change what we can, but accepting that which we cannot change or prevent. In his letter titled, On the Quality as Contrasted with the Length of Life, Seneca writes about the inevitability of death and people complaining, as he writes, railing against fate rather than accepting. He writes, Do you consider it fairer that you should obey nature or that nature should obey you? perhaps taking an attitude of humility, recognizing that we are insignificant in the scope of the universe and lack control over much of what happens around us, especially our deaths and deaths of others, will help us better accept. Seneca urges his friend Lucilius to live well, to live a high quality of life, and not just let time pass him by. Simply living many years does not constitute a good life, on Seneca's view. He writes, What benefit does this older man derive from the 80 years he has spent in idleness, A person like him has not lived, he has merely tarried a while in life. Nor has he died late in life, he has simply spent a long time dying. Pray, let us see to it, my dear Lucilius, that our lives, like jewels of great price, be noteworthy not because of their width, but because of their weight. Let us measure them by their performance, not by their duration. We can accept that our lives are limited, that we cannot avoid death, and be inspired to take action to live more fully, rather than complaining and be ridden with anxiety. In his letter titled On the Lesson to be Drawn from the Burning of Lions, one I mentioned on an earlier episode of this podcast, Seneca writes more about acceptance. He encourages his friend Lucilius to accept the slings and arrows of fortune, to anticipate hardship and strengthen his mindset. Let the mind be disciplined to understand and endure its own lot, and let it have the knowledge that there is nothing which fortune does not dare that she has the same jurisdiction over empires as over emperors, the same power over cities as over the citizens who dwell therein. We must not cry out at any of these calamities. Into such a world we have entered, and under such laws do we live. Here's another passage. Imagine that nature is saying to us, Those things of which you complain are the same for all. I cannot give anything easier to any man but whoever wishes will make things easier for himself. In what way? By equanimity. You must suffer pain and thirst and hunger and old age too. If a longer stay among men shall be granted you, you must be sick, and you must suffer loss and death. Nevertheless, 
you should not believe those whose noisy clamor surrounds you. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at justinvakula.com where you can find links to my social portals, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and see past Stoic Philosophy content on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Consider donating if you support my work and would like to see more, for this takes time, money, and effort to produce content. Have a great day.